A reading from the book of the prophet Micah. Shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your inheritance that dwells apart in a woodland in the midst of Carmel. Let them feed in Basham and Gilead, as in the old days, as in the days when you came from the land of Egypt. Show us wonderful signs. Who is there like you, the God who removes guilt and pardons sin from the remnant of his inheritance? Who does not persist in anger forever, but delights rather in clemency and will again have compassion on us? treading underfoot our guilt. You will cast into the depths of the sea all our sins. You will show faithfulness to Jacob and grace to Abraham, as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. The word of the Lord. The Lord is kind and merciful. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord he pardons all our iniquities. He heals all our ills. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with kindness and compassion. He will not always chide, nor does he keep his wrath forever. Not according to our sins does he deal with us, nor does he requite us according to our crimes. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing his kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions from us. Dominus Vobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. Gloria Tibi Domine. 
tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant, distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the fine swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hard workers have more than enough to eat, but here I am, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. But he was still a long way off. His father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father quickly ordered his servants, quickly bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fatted calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast, because this son of man was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, your brother has returned and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry. And when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, 
All these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice, because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Verbum Domini. A life immersed in sin and away from God can become very exhausting, tiring. A sinful life with, that could seem pleasurable and wonderful becomes miserable. And once someone indulges in such a lifestyle of sin and death, no peace is gone. But yet, God is merciful. God comes and calls sinners back to himself. And though they've gone astray, they've abused themselves, even others, or they've been so distanced from the Father, filled with shame and guilt, yet God the Father is there to show them mercy, And this is the story of the prodigal son, one who squandered, one who indulged in sin, became miserable. But even with that, there was a loving father, and the father forgave, and the father restored. And that is what Jesus does for us. He forgives and he restores. So here, you know, at the beginning of this parable, Jesus addresses this particularly to the scribes and, and Pharisees who were questioning him as to why he was with tax collectors and sinners, and even eating with them. 
And they're complaining to him, how could you do this? But this is who Jesus came for. The tax collectors and sinners were repenting. They knew they were in need of a savior. The Pharisees and scribes, they were not in need of a savior. They found their own need in their own self-indulgence and self-righteousness. So Jesus has to explain to them this parable. And Jesus is saying here that, you know, there are people who sin, who go astray. You know, there they are. They, they live this wild, this free life in sin. Oh, but yet, God calls them back to himself, forgives it all. And this is the son who squandered. You know, it says that no matter how low a person goes in sin, into what kind of, of sewer and cesspool of sin one is involved in, that the Lord is there to pick him up and to restore him. This is what happened to the prodigal. He went so low as to as to be with the swine and to want the food that the swine or the pigs were eating. Now, you remember here in, 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 the, in the Hebrew law that it, was for, that it is forbidden to eat pork, to eat pig. No, and this, this, so, so here he is, not, just, not eating pig, but eating the food that the pigs eat. That low. And then, you know, he comes to his senses. Okay, you know, I, here I am away from my father. Here he is realizing his own misery, sees the state he's in. So immediately he says, okay, I will go back cause, and I will even be a slave in my father's estate there in, in his Property. I will be one of the hired workers because it is better than this. And he goes, and the father catches sight of him, shows him love, forgives him. And then we see restoration. And how does this restoration come? Well, the father embraces him. No, and then, and then the father says, well, give him a robe. And what that robe symbolizes is honor. So now here you are back home. And he gives him an honorable robe. And then they put a ring on his finger. And this ring symbolizes authority. The type of authority that would have like some power of attorney. And then they put sandals on him or shoes now in in those days slaves didn't really wear shoes or sandals but the ones who who wear shoes and sandals in these large estates or ranches or whatever you'd call them they were sons 
So by the father giving him shoes or sandals again, he is reaffirming that he is a son. So here we see restoring in action here. And that is what Jesus is speaking to us. All of us, in some way or another, have gone astray. Uh, we've sinned. We've fallen short. You know, some of us are, are out there struggling with sin. You know, so yes, maybe even we, we've turned back to God, but, we, but we're still, still fighting the good fight. I and mean, that is a lifelong fight. But what we need to be assured of often is the mercy of the Lord. And think about the mercy of Jesus. There is love there. There is always welcome. There is always an assurance of, of help and rehabilitation of the soul, which comes in the form of forgiveness and healing. And, with, and as we are being healed, here, here we are being restored. And this is why it is so Wonderful and powerful to, to receive the sacrament of penance, to go to confession, sacrament of reconciliation, reconciling ourselves to God. Because there we encounter Jesus who is merciful, who embraces us with his love to give us forgiveness as long as we repent. He's always there to forgive, to help us up again. And, you know, we need to put our trust in, this, in the mercy of God. Because we see in, in, the, in, in the divine mercy image, in the bottom it says, Jesus, I trust in you. See, here, here's, here's where we often go wrong, is we forget to trust in the mercy of God. See, yeah, yeah, some of us have, have, have fallen, you know, in, in our lives. And, yeah, we have lives that we're not proud of. And yet those, that, those are former sins, sins that have been forgiven. Yeah, we may be suffering the consequences of those sins. Maybe they brought to us sickness or maybe even, you know, a, a financial ruin. And, and we're still... We, we still have the effects of that. But now, God, yes, he's forgiven the sins. And yeah, sometimes we, we, because of the effects of sin, we still have a longing for that particular pleasure we experienced. And the fight is harder because we've fallen into sin. But God has forgiven that sin once we go to the sacrament of penance, once we've been absolved. He forgives and forgets. See, now then here comes the process of healing. Then God restoring. And that is what we need to put our trust in the Lord. Because sometimes we feel like we're not forgiven. You know, we can't, even for, we can't forgive ourselves. Even though God has forgiven us. That's why he says, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus saying, Jesus, I trust in your mercy, in your, in, in your power of healing and restoring. Just like here, he was lost and he was found. 
And so, yeah, yes, if, if, we've, if we've sinned and, and we have a life, and even though we've repented, the Lord wants to build us back up again. But if we keep throwing guilt upon ourselves or shame and all of that, we're not going anywhere. And to cooperate, to cooperating with this healing and restoration means that we pray, we do penance, and we do charity. This is what, what Lent is reviving within us. And this is what it means to cooperate with the grace of God for restoration. Now that we move forward. That's why Jesus says, whoever puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. We can't keep looking back. Because then we're going to fall. We lose our balance. It would never be right. We have to keep looking forward at Jesus. So when, yes, we may be experiencing the consequences, effects of, of a sinful lifestyle, though we've repented, yeah. But then we say to Jesus, heal me. You know, and then we, we, we ask him to heal our, our mind and our body, the memories, the memory of sin that is in the mind and in the body. And if we've hurt others, wounded them through our sin, we do penance for them. We pray that God heal them as well. See, and to do this means to be going forward and looking at Jesus. And there he, there he is. He can, he can work wonders in us. You know, like we see it in the lives of the saints. St. Paul, St. Augustine. Even to some extent, St. Francis, St. Mary Magdalene, you know, all these saints were great sinners, and yet they trusted in the mercy of God. And in trusting with that, they, were, they cooperated with, 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 with him. And they were able to move forward and be restored. And, and much of this restoration comes through the power of God's grace. In this grace, you know, that we've received in, in baptism, you know, that we've, we've, uh, we've been strengthened in, in confirmation. You know, we receive the Holy Eucharist, Jesus himself, his love that refreshes the soul, that is food for the soul, food of his charity, food of his mercy. Now, this, 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 is this grace here, this is... This is like, this is the authority he's given us, this grace and baptism, the grace and confirmation, the authority to live, to love, and to be like him, to walk in his ways. It's all restoration here. Oh, my brothers and sisters, put yourselves in the, in the arms of the Lord. In your prayer, bring yourself to his heart. There you will find that you are the treasure of the heart of Jesus. And there, put your trust and know that this loving Jesus loves you unconditionally and wants to restore you and raise you up with him. God bless you all.